many, many words. It's the hallmark of the Byzantine tradition to say it in as many words as is possible. It's one of the contrasts between the Byzantine and the Latin tradition, which tends to want to say it in as few words as possible. And both expressions have their strength. There is a line in one of the services that prepare us to celebrate the birth of the Lord at Christmas that begins like this, Prepare, O cave, the lamb draws near, bearing Christ in her womb. Receive him, O manger, who sets us earth dwellers free from empty words. To be set free from empty words, one of the best medicines is to have words that are inspired by the prayer of the church. Because, dear brothers and sisters, we are surrounded by what seems to be an endless flood of empty and false words. We live in a world increasingly filled with lies. We live in a world in which there isn't just one Tower of Babel, but seemingly innumerable ones. And so... We have spent this day and this night, hopefully not in some religious babble, as the unbelievers might call it, but in words that are full. And what does the fullness of these words proclaim? I will quote only one phrase on page one of this Akatha service for the Dermission. We offer you reverent and devout praises as you ascend from earth to heaven, for you have obtained victory over death. You have obtained victory over death. The sun is setting, we've come to the setting of the sun as we sing in the Vesper hymn, Joyful Light. And the Lord's day begins. Something that we must never take for granted. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This day of the resurrection, this day while time still continues to go on, gives us a taste of the day that knows no evening. Let us never take it for granted. There is a tendency, and sometimes we Byzantine tradition Christians can be our own worst enemies because we allow ourselves to be presented and sometimes, sadly, even present ourselves as a kind of exotically decorated Christianity. A fancy, perhaps excessively fancy Christianity, as contrasted to what people like to refer sometimes as the plain and simple religion of Jesus. And so people would say, well, 
what's plain and simple about all these endless pages of Byzantine poetry, about something that's never even spoken of in the Bible? Well, what is being praised and glorified and rejoiced in there is exactly the same as the content of the first Christian sermon preached by St. Peter on the day of Pentecost, as recorded in the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. And what does he say in that sermon? Essentially, three things. And those three things are the content of the Christian kernel, the kerygma, as it is called, the kerygma of the gospel. Those three things. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the promised Messiah of Israel. Therefore, Jesus is Christ, and he is Lord, and he is Christ, because he has risen from the dead. This is the day, this Sunday, every Sunday, in unbroken succession now for two millennia plus, on this day Someone, namely our Lord Jesus, exited death from what the Anglican but very helpful scripture scholar N.T. Wright calls the door at the other end. Going into death by the door that death has swallowed up everyone since Adam and Eve but exiting death not by returning through the same door, coming back simply to this life that would end in another death as the people he raised from, from death, Lazarus, and the widow's son and the little girl, the daughter of Jairus, but exiting death through a door through which no one had passed to a life that death cannot touch anymore, and therefore, that eternal life, the life which is the destruction of death, is revealed on the Lord's day and also revealed in the ultimate destiny for his holy mother. There is a hymn for the Vespers of the Dormition that says, it is fitting that the disciples and eyewitnesses of the word should witness the final mystery concerning her, just as they had seen the ascension of their son. So they witnessed his mother's passing into glory. And what does this announce to us? It announces to us that our faith, our Christian faith, and that faith alone offers, invites, and provides what the Lord Jesus speaks of in the gospel as eternal life. And eternal life is not simply going to heaven when you die. Most people in the United States although the percentage has decreased, still most people in the United States claim to have 
some basic faith. They say they believe in a supreme being and they believe in some kind of life after death. Our faith is not in some kind of supreme being, some idea of God, some impersonal force. But our faith is in the Lord God who has revealed himself to us as the communion of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And our faith is in the eternal life that, as Pope Emeritus Benedict so wonderfully and eloquently describes in his Jesus of Nazareth books, is the eternal life that is with us now. It is with us now. It will be with us when we die, and it will be with us in the life after the life after death, the life of the resurrection, the life that Mary has now, and the life that we await as we every time profess the creed, the life of the age to come, the life of the new heavens and the new earth. How many of those verses this evening speak of her as the glory of the new Jerusalem, the glory of the new creation, the great akathist of St. Romanus the Melodist, upon which all other akathists are based, including this one, has a line, two lines, that speak of Our Lady as the bright dawn of the mystical day and the life of mystical feasting. The bright dawn of the mystical day and the life of mystical feasting. That is the gift of the Lord Jesus through his mother that is given to us. So let us rejoice in this coming together of our Byzantine Christian family. Let us value the riches that have been given us, not simply for our sake, but share them with as many as possible as we can. For it is through this life of mystical feasting, in prayer, in glory and praise, that will transform us, not simply from people preoccupied and obsessed with doing, but will reveal us to be those who have reached the destiny of being with and in the Lord God together with the one who gave him his humanity and with all the saints who have pleased him from the beginning of time. So in that confidence, and in that joy, let us continue our pilgrimage with the presence of the Mother of God and with the presence of her risen, glorified Son. Christ is risen and not one dead remains in the tombs. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.